Hi guys, welcome to NARPS, the podcast about exploring the nuances of black womanhood and life after collegiate sports. Together, Jazz and Camille exercise a little bit less and adult a little bit more. How do NARPS find their spirituality? Hey guys, this is Camille. Welcome to NARPS. Hey, it's Jasmine. We're so excited to have you guys back for another episode. Hey. And today we are going to be talking about how do NARPS find their spirituality? That is our question of the day. And so let's get on into it then. Okay, let's do it. So we're going to start with the warm-up. Okay. And I want to start by just asking Blanket, like, what does it mean to be spiritual to you? To be spiritual, I feel like I'm still figuring it out because I think you hear the word spirituality, you hear the word religion, you hear the word faith, and I feel like on a basis level, they sound the same, but they're very different. So I feel like I'm not inclined to answer that question because I'm currently figuring it out. But I feel like I do have a better handle on faith and religion. Mm-hmm. Um, faith to me is just your personal relationship with God um, and however you choose to define it. Um, it's really up to you. I think religion for a lot of people are these different, like Buddhism, Christianity, um, Islam. Like these are all different versions of how people practice their faith because I think people need structure and some type of routine around how they um, express their faith. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think they're very different. I do think I'm more faith-based and spiritual than I am religious. That's as best as I can do. I would agree. I mean, I'm also still figuring it out in the heat of, you know, the moment. But I would say that I find myself being more faith-based. But I think it comes from my background being very religious. And so I grew up, my grandpa was a pastor. And I went to church every Sunday. I went to church every Wednesday. I led Bible study. I led, like, I taught the kids at church. Like, I grew up in, in the church. Like, very like cut and dry in the church and so I struggled a lot because I saw lots of people that (laughs) sorry these little puppies just walked in and it was really (laughs) cute um I saw lots of people that recognized themselves as being religious but were not nice people yeah or did not portray themselves in a in the light of the things that they were speaking about. And so I struggled a lot, especially when I went to school, because I was like, I don't want to be like these people at all. And I don't even know what I believe in because I'd spent so much time just like taking in the things that people had taught me. Yeah. Um, so now as I've kind of ventured out and I'm the most independent that I've ever been, I find myself much more based in my spirituality. And it's been like this kind of progression of like, okay, Am I, do I believe in God? It's like, I believe in God. I believe in the universe. I believe in energy. I believe in force. And then it brought me all back to Jesus and God and like my core value system. Um, so yeah, religion and faith are very different. I think religion is the organized practice. Yeah, of it. Of it. And it, that's where you get your community from, mm-hmm. which I think is important. Um, it's just like religion can be very easily corrupted because it can also be used as a tool of difference and um a tool of power yeah i agree a thousand like when we were going over it when we were going over it i was just like especially now i feel like religion faith is very polarized because it's political at least here in the u.s like because i'm around people of different faiths and different religious practices like i am tolerant because at the end of the day i'm invested in the person i don't care if they believe in allah i don't care if they believe in the tree like 
I th just think we just, on a basic level, we don't have respect for each other. And because we're not as well equipped around the ideas of religion and faith, it's very easy to point a finger on, like, the Faith Olympics. Like, I don't <laughs> care. Like, my God is closer to yeah, me because like, I do this. Exactly. Like, and it, even, like, I'm <laughs> noticing, like, religious freedom, at least here in the U.S., like, we don't give... We base, we base ourselves on having this, like, equality or just equal system, and that's definitely not the case. But referring back to my childhood, uh, my family was also very religious. Um, my dad was always in church. My mom didn't, like, my mom definitely was more faith-based. Like, she did not believe in the structure of going to a building and feeling like you can only do that on Sunday but every other day you just acting the fool <laughs> and like she just was she I, my mom just I don't remember my mom going to church maybe like if we're it's around the holidays or something because everybody's doing it but like she encouraged us to but she just never went mm -hmm. um and I like you said like I found a lot of adults like who would be in church all the time and I'm like on Friday, I just saw you doing something that wasn't church-like or Christ-like. So mm -hmm. it kind of puts a bad taste in your mouth. But I think through athletics and just I do remember having personal instances with Christ or just with God as a young person. So, like, luckily it didn't taint my personal relationship with God. I think it's interesting bringing up the athlete conversation. And I guess that brings us to the workout portion of our yeah. show today. Um, and we want to really delve into this idea of the relationship between faith, religion, and athletics. Because I think that it's really deep, especially in sports with predominantly um, black populations because the black church is like Prominent. so deeply rooted in yeah. everything. Um, but I would say that a lot of my faith came through athletics. Like a lot of my belief in God, everything that I did when I was working out, it felt like this is what God had placed me on the earth to do and that I was living like my purpose, which I think I was within like reason, mm -hmm. but for me, it was really tangible in that like if I had a good race this day, like I was being blessed. If I had a bad race, I must have done something wrong or this is all a part of God's plan for me to like execute so that I can become the Olympic champion that I've dreamed of. And I think it's really easy, especially, you know, when you're younger too, to coerce like this idea of God and equate it to your performance. Yeah. And that is something that was really common for me. And I think in a lot of ways, in retrospect, I kind of made a show of it, which I don't know if I would do so much show now, but it's like I had Jesus socks that were my lucky socks <laughs> that I put in my book bag. <laughs> I would um, pray on the track before every race. Was I actually praying? I don't know. Or was I just making it look like I was praying because, you know, I had to give glory to God. I would hashtag all of my pictures for God's glory. I had for God's glory on my spikes. You took it to a new level. I grew up in the church. Okay, fair. <laughs> so would you, and so is, do you think you were doing more religious stuff than like faith or was it kind of both? I think it was definitely religious because I don't think that I had a personal relationship with God in any capacity. Mm -hmm. So I would pray, but I think my relationship was based in fear and not in love. And through my studying that I've learned now, it's like, the God that I serve, those two things can't exist together. Yeah. Um, and so I would pray because I'd be like, please, God, like, help me get through this race because I don't want to deal with the repercussions of not doing well. Yeah. Please, God, 
help me not hit a hurdle because I don't want to be embarrassed in front of everybody. Please, Lord, heal my hamstring so that they don't take my gosh. Like, that was the basis. And it was all fear-based. Like, that's what, like, even how you're structuring mm-hmm. the questions of, like, how you're addressing it. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we all do it. And mm-hmm. athletes in general, like, our minds are just very different. Like, you touched on, like, the idea of it sounded transactional sometimes. Because I remember when I got injured, I would feel like, damn, I did something wrong. Exactly. Or, and... When you're in college, like, you're really, you don't know anything. You're really trying to figure it out, and everybody's trying to fake it till, you're make, like, till you make it. Especially athletes, too. Like, we don't know what's going on. Mm-hmm. And I find myself sometimes, like, trying to find reason in things. Like, you having the socks, or, like, you have your favorite socks. I was a jumper, so it's like, you know, these socks are stinky, but <laughs> these are my favorite socks. And they mean, like, it's a ritual and part of your routine. But I definitely had, like, I would wear a cross or wear my favorite thing and, like, I don't know if I was actually praying to anything, but it's like the idea of like, you look like you're praying or you're doing the little cross before you start your race and jumping up, like whatever your thing is. Mm -hmm. But I don't think it makes, yeah, I don't think there's an actual connection there. At least for me, it wasn't. I agree. It wasn't for me either. And that's not to say like, I wouldn't negate the fact that I genuinely thought that that's what it was. Faith was like, I genuinely thought that that is how I was supposed to present myself to God. It's like I'm presenting my talent. Like this is, you know, growing up, people would always tell you like, this is what, you know, God put you on the earth for. Like this is what like you're here for. Like this is your purpose. And in retrospect, it's like my purpose, is my purpose really running? Like, <laughs> <laughs> like there has to be something deeper there. Yeah. Like running could be the platform of which I find my purpose, but is it really running? Like, what is it? But I had made it so tangible And if there's anything I've learned, I've been kind of on this spiritual journey lately. It's that God knows things that we don't know and that we won't ever know. And so me trying to make things tangible, like if it's tangible, it's probably not God because God isn't. Yeah, he's not transactional. He's not trying to like there's no race to win. Exactly. (laughs) But when we operate in that way, like and you don't have a, a strong foundation in Christ, like you think he operates that way because you operate that way exactly and it's the complete opposite like he blows my mind all the time so it's like I found myself in these situations similarly to how you were talking before but it's like if something bad would happen to me athletically I would equate it to a sin that I had committed I would equate it to me not being worthy Mm -hmm. and I think those things took a big toll on me so as I transitioned out of athletics I really found myself like where am I finding God because I used to find God at practice all the time. I used to find God on the, the when I was laying down on the track and my legs weren't working. I would find God praying that my teammate could get the handoff right. I would find, but like when you get out of that environment, it's difficult because now it's like, where do I see God? Because I don't see him in the handoff. Yeah. I don't see him at the water cooler. <laughs> so like. Not the water cooler. So where, where am I finding him at now? And so, where do you find him at now? Um, I think I find him everywhere. I think I find him more places now than I did before because before I wasn't looking. Mm, I agree. I think it was a little different. I went to UMass, so it was very like, there's no, I mean, I'm sure there was churches, but like, I didn't have a car. I didn't have access. And I just personally wasn't into AIA for people that don't know what that is. Do you want to explain what that is? Yeah, it's athletes in action. And so there's, um, Bible groups and different things like that. I didn't touch on that, actually. That's a good point. I'm going to bring that up, too. But yeah. Go ahead. It was just, like, I just... One, I didn't have the time. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't have time. <laughs> and I just... 
I don't know. It just, I was still trying to, like I said, figuring out what you want to do, the groups that you want to join. And I just, it was just nothing. It wasn't something that was interested. It wasn't something that I was personally interested in at the time. But I mean, there were resources available. I just, like you said, I saw God in other places, but it wasn't always with sports per se in college, mm-hmm. at least. Cause like, I'm so focused on all these other things and trying to figure out who I am. And I can admit now looking back that I definitely put my faith on the back burner. Cause there was just so many other new things that I wanted to try. And I didn't think that they both could exist at the same time. For sure. And I think it's a part of that exploration that helps you find him. Cause he'll, he'll show up. He, he going, if you're gone long enough, he'll show up, he'll show up. And so, um, for me, I also tried. So because I grew up super religious, when things got bad for me, all I knew was like, let's go to church. Because that would make me feel better. It made me feel like I was back at home, um, that I was back comfortable. And so tried different churches in LA, tried going to like Bible studies, but there was still something about them that wasn't fulfilling to me. And I was like, I'm confused as to how everybody in this room is feeling something <laughs> and I don't feel a thing. But it could be that they were faking it and they you were just better at being real. I don't think, I don't know if they were faking it or if I just as, you know, where I was at in my journey, I just wasn't there. Yeah. I couldn't see what they were seeing because the way that I viewed God was as this authoritarian figure that was pun- like that would punish us and that you just have to do everything as good as you could so that when you get to heaven, he's like, all right, you good. <laughs> like, that's how I viewed it. And I thought that because I got baptized when I was six, that like, I'm good. Like, yeah, no. And it didn't work that way because that's just how I viewed it. And so now that I'm out of athletics and that I'm in the world and I'm dealing with so much more, I feel like I graduated, what, six months ago? And it feels like... A year ago? It feels like forever. Like, I, who is she? Like, I don't know who Jasmine was. <laughs> Before. June, like, June 15th. And it's because I've been put in all these situations where I've really... The core of who I am has been tested. Mm-hmm. And eventually something is just going to bring you to your knees. And for me, it's just like I've been in these situations where constantly like my identity has been tried. The core value of who I am has been tried. Like my ability to believe in who I can be has been tried. My perception of the world has been tried that I just had to get on my knees. Because I was like, I can't like I don't have control over this. Yeah. And like you said, it's (laughs) about control. Many athletes, many people in general, a lot of us are strong minded. We can't do what we do hurdles jumps like you cannot do that across any sport if you are not mentally strong and capable and a lot of times if you are exploring your faith it is very hard to give up control because that's what it is Mm -hmm. faith is about having the faith and the hope that what you see is going to happen even though you don't see it yet right Mm -hmm. so it's like if you're coming if you think that you can be in this relationship with Christ or God and still have the control, you're, you're about, you're, it's good. You're going to lose. Like Facts. it doesn't work that way. But a lot of times, a lot of us approach it, including myself. Like I thought I still want to keep the the wheel. I want to still be in control, but you could like drive in the car too. And it's just like, <laughs> it doesn't work like that. He wants the car. He wants the keys. He wants the wheel. And you just have to be the driver. I mean, be the passenger and he's the driver. So it took me a long time, and like you said, if once you bump your head enough and you experience wall after wall after wall, eventually, if you're smart enough, you would realize that there's something else going on a different level that is more than the physical. And you have to be able to succumb to it and surrender if you want any type of breakthrough. And it's like, you don't have to be, I feel like, my ability to even talk about faith 
is has grown because like you said we're both on this new journey of spirituality and just trying to figure out who we are right now but i mean we're four years apart coming and moving to la just how it has happened like that is where i saw god the most where like i know for a fact for a fact <laughs> that he is real and like he is working in my life i think there's just certain areas where I have to become more comfortable with like, okay, God, you can touch this, but don't touch this over here. Mm -hmm. And it doesn't work like that. It's He's an all or nothing type of person. Well, not a person, but being. his, yeah, his being is his characteristics. His personality is all or nothing. Like that's it. So you can't want to experience him in the areas that you're comfortable with in the parts that you don't, you're like, forget about it. <laughs> So how do you cope with that then? Because it's like, there's so many moments. I mean, we were talking about this earlier for me where I found myself on my knees and I was like, God, heal me, like heal me, renew me, fix me, fix me. And then I was going through all these horrible things seemingly that were healing me that I didn't know. Mm -hmm. And then I got on the other side and I was like, oh wait, you was in it the whole, you was here. You was in it the whole time. <laughs> he plays you. <laughs> he plays you for real. I don't know. Wait, what was your question again? So it's like, how do you how do like, I cope with those moments when it's like, you gotta, like, God, is this you? I, I feel like we definitely were talking about this earlier. Um, I feel like it's a growing process. I don't think you'll ever feel comfortable because as soon as you get to the place of you were here and like, okay, now your faith has to come here to feel comfortable, there's now a new stage. So you will, I feel like I've learned that I always have to be comfortable with Stre being stretched even more mm -hmm. because once I feel comfortable here there's going to be somewhere else he's going to want me to reach and like we were talking about what we asked for in different points of our life and like there was a point where I asked God like I need depth because I'm shallow as hell <laughs> <laughs> and it was like at some point when you start asking God for things that are not tangible like I'm asking for a new car I'm not asking you to clear my loans I'm asking you for peace and for depth don't pray for patience. Don't, like, you're praying <laughs> for things that, like, the world can't, you can't buy patience. Like, these are just things that, to me, at least, in my experience, has opened up doors, has given me an opportunity to be more in tune with myself. Because that's essentially the essence of what we're trying to get to, to become the version of ourselves that he has designed me to be. Mm -hmm. Like, I can't be anybody else. I can't be fly like anybody else. Like, he has given me everything. And I can, like... I can only flex that if I'm my authentic self. Like, it can't come from anywhere else. So I just think I go into it knowing that, like, I'm not perfect and I'm just trying to be the best version of myself. And it's going to be painful Facts. to the point of, like, physical ailments. Like, my body hurts. Your body will hurt. Like, you're going through a transformation and, like, it's healing. But it doesn't feel like healing. But it is. Like, I've just, I'm more comfortable crying. I'm more comfortable just dealing with the pain and, like, being in the moment and sometimes it's easy to like try to numb the pain but as soon as you stop whatever you're doing it's going to come back so like my strategy is like just let it pass feel it and move on i equate it kind of to like you know growing up when you're literally getting taller <laughs> and like your knees hurt your back hurt you wake up one morning you're four inches taller you're confused <laughs> it's true and there, you can't stop it you gotta just kind of roll with the punches yeah but then, like, when you're done, you've reached, like, your fully grown self, and now your clothes fit, <laughs> and <laughs> you're the right size, exactly. and your body mellows itself out. Um, it equates that way. So, 
I guess this brings us now to the cool down portion of the show, and this is where we're going to kind of reflect and provide kind of our ways and tips that you kind of foster your faith. Because I think that the way that we've experienced it is different. Because yeah. we move somewhere different. We're in a new city. We're around new people, new cultures. So it's like, how do you foster your faith on your own in these new places? And what can we do to kind of inspire faith outside of whatever, however people choose to practice? I think, well, first two things. I think my faith has been transformed a little faster because I'm not in my natural environment. Mm -hmm. So I think if you're not in your, you know, your home or in your hometown, it's easy to, cause like you have to start over at some level. But for people that are, are at home or, you know, didn't have the opportunity to leave where they're from, it's easy to feel like you're going through the motions and like you're in the same places, you're seeing the same people, but at the end of the day, you still have to find your quiet time for you. Mm -hmm. And if you want to explore that, like, you have to make the time for it. Like, how you were saying about, it's it's a muscle. If you're going in the pool every day, you're not going to see your strength right away. Like, you're going to be sore. Like, you have to try new things that you've never done before. Like, you 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 are going to be uncomfortable. Like That's a fact. That is tip number one. The tip is get comfortable being uncomfortable if you're trying to explore this. Um, two... Be patient. It's not going to happen right away. We were talking about how how do you and I hear God's voice. It's very different for everybody. Like some people like to write it down. I'm an auditory learner. I'm visual, like visual, uh, visual. So I think find the ways or the places where you feel grounded and you feel connected. And I think eventually you just have to give yourself time to, to feel it and experience it. And you'll know mm -hmm. what it feels like. I can't tell you what that is for you, though. That's true. I would say um, the biggest one for me is don't be discouraged because I think I had a moment here. So in L.A., we were just going to different churches and we were at a church that we thought was like the church. And then it was a little too L.A. for me. Yeah. When you start working in production or just like things like you just see things with a different eye. And Definitely. I didn't want to. I don't know. Like it was great for where we were in our journeys. And I feel like I definitely got fed there. But at some point, like, I reached my ceiling there. Mm -hmm. And when you don't have any other option, it just so happened that we did have another option. And so far, so good. Like, I'm just learning personally what I want kind of reflects in other places. Definitely. Like, I'm definitely more of a individual that likes intimate settings, meeting people one-on-one, -on -one, actually having, you know, putting a name to the face. And I think, like, our new situation that we're trying now reflects that, where... I want to be around other people that I can say, I can put a name to the face and I can like have actual access to you, whether it's for prayer or just hearing your story or just like meeting and seeing the same people all the time. And it's not something that in our old situation that we were getting. Mm -hmm. um, and I think I don't want people our age to think that other people are not experiencing their faith. I'm not big on the internet, you know that, but a lot of people got click faith. That's a fact. <laughs> and it's not real. Mm -hmm. But there are millennials, there are church groups, movements that are really trying to represent God to us in a way that like makes sense to us and that you don't have to think that other young people are not interested in learning about God in their own way. I agree. And I think you touched on some really important things in that like, as I've begun to learn myself 
and like the things that I like, even just in other people, it's been easier to then see what I need in terms of building my relationship with God. So it's like, as I've been able to understand how I interact with other people, it's like, okay, this is how I can interact with God in the same way. Um, and that's why I think not being discouraged is so important because when you're in situations that are uncomfortable, it's really easy to quickly be like, this isn't working. Like this just whole thing isn't for me. And these people are weird and <laughs> I don't like their energy and I feel judged. And it's just like, it's a lot. And so don't be discouraged. And I would say I'd give advice to, for me, what was really helpful, especially as somebody that grew up in church, I needed to find my own God. Like I needed to find the God that, that I serve, not the God that I have been told that I serve. And so doing lots of individual just like work on myself, whether you believe in the Bible or not, for me, I believe in the Bible. So it's like me tangibly, like with my own hand, going through the verses with my own hand journaling my thoughts and it's it's been a process of redefining words that I always grew up learning and we talked about this too is like you know redefining confidence redefining love redefining faith redefining what all of these things mean to me yeah and in my position and how I'm going to move forward that way so number one don't be discouraged <laughs> and number two I mean these are very like cliche things but you have to love the process of Learning yourself, because I think to know God is to know yourself. And that's something that I've really been learning because the way that I view God, I think is a direct reflection of the way that I view me. Because he lives inside of me. There's divinity in who each of us are as people. And so I, I feel like I was really fearful of that for a long time. And now being able to recognize it, it's like, okay, let me now walk in my purpose and treat myself like I have the divinity that I know is inside of me. Yeah. I'm capable of healing myself. I'm capable of pulling myself out of negative situations, not because of me, but because I have a God that like is in me. Mm -hmm. And so loving the process of learning that and figuring that out and watering that seed so that it can grow and blossom, I think has been really beautiful. And it's only been a few months, but I've already seen just like huge transitions in like my perspective. Um, I can recognize God's voice in ways that I couldn't before. And, you know, I was in a place where I really struggled with this idea of life that I was just like, is life just meant for us to endure? Like, is it just meant for like suffering? Like everybody around me is suffering. Everybody's having a tough time. We're all having a bad time. Like what, literally, what is the point of this? And it took me really getting into, into my Bible and, and my word and, and seeing that like there's a lifestyle that you can live that doesn't, that doesn't have that in it. Yeah. And that is one of strength. And that is one is, what is that is one of thriving um and so uh yeah I think that's dope like even us having this conversation the courage to do it I mean I think a lot of people stay away from certain topics because they don't think that they're well versed enough like nobody is well versed in it like no we're all trying to figure it out and like you said if your if your focus is figuring out and exploring your version of what that means to you and it's honest and authentic and you seeing the growth like have you ever had a situation where we can look at this mic mm -hmm. and we've been seeing it like this forever and you've had an experience or an encounter and now you're able to see the exact same thing in, in a different way. 100%. Ain't nobody <laughs> could do that but God. <laughs> it is like, it's, it's those moments where like, wow, I was really tripping or I was really stressed about this situation and you get an answer and you find a solution and it's like so simple and so like elegant. However, like God speaks to you and it's like, those are the moments where you know that you've, had an answer an encounter or 
you've come to a new place of revelation that you didn't have before. And those are the moments for me that are important about this journey that we're on. I think the biggest thing for me, honestly, is the question, like, what do I have to lose? True. So it's like me praising God makes me feel better about who I am. It makes me feel better about the people that I'm around. It makes me feel better about, it makes me feel safer. It makes me feel protected. It makes me feel like there's so much purpose. And um, so what do I have to lose? Nothing. You know, it, like life is so hard already. Why would I just like endure it on my own? Whether God is real or not, I believe he's real. Whether you believe he's real or not, I have nothing to lose in believing Correct. that he's real. And it's free. <laughs> it is free. So Most importantly. It is free. Yeah. No taxes to collect. It <laughs> is free. Nobody's going to hunt you down. So, I mean, I guess our last tip is to try it. Explore. Figure it out. Um, and if one place doesn't work, there's so many other places. There's mm-hmm. so many other resources. So Figure out different practices that you want to use. And just like acknowledge the God that lives inside of you because regardless we're all connected somehow regardless of what you think I don't really care what you think but regardless <laughs> we're all connected somehow and so take care of yourself because in turn you're taking care of that spirit that's inside of you yeah well thanks for joining us on this episode of NARPS and we hope that you know we spark some conversation and some exploration within yourself we'll see you guys next time hear you guys next time What is the proper terminology? (laughs) See you next time.